What's up, freaks and creeps? Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Casket. I'm one of your three hosts, Cliff Helm, hailing in from Modesto, California. And joining us, as always, are my two lovely co-hosts, hailing in from Salt Lake City, Utah, Mr. Ben Outs. What's up, buddy? Howdy. And coming to us from the always classy San Diego, Mr. Rafael Mitchell. What's up, dude? Hey, I am looking like a damn bum pirate today. <laughs> Army, give me uh, me booty. Five o'clock shadow. <laughs> and I lazy eye banana. I'm ready to rock. Yep, you're it's here. That's Jolly all Rogers. <laughs> oh, what kind of cup is that you're drinking out of there, buddy? Oh, oh man, I was gonna tell you. I, I saved this one for you just for last last oh, show. Oh boy, because it's a. Um, can you see it? No, it looks like a fucking round thing and a red thing. Mr. Voorhees. Yeah, Mr. Jason uh, Voorhees. Right? That's pretty sweet. Uh, I don't know if it'll show. Is that like a floating hockey mask? Yeah. Oh, Rad. sweet. Watch. It spins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> so I was like, I haven't fucking brought this one on air. I have to fucking see what's up. See if you guys. What, what magical drink are you having inside of that? Oh, man. Cosmo. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Old fashioned. He's feeling saucy today with rosemary. I told you I'm pirate. This is a uh, oh gentleman Jack. Jack. Oh, Jack. nice. It's, it's a good a... breed, that gentleman Jack. With some DP, some doctor. Sweet. Pepper. Double oh. penetration in your Jack. Oh. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Was that cup, was that cup another spirit store find? Of course, of course, of course, of course. Like I try and pick one up all the time, but this is it though. I think I need to get some more because I ran out of. <laughs> I need a fucking. I need a cool cup like you. I had a, just a clear cup. What are you drinking, Ben? I'm drinking iced wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know people are like, iced wine? Yeah, that's fucking gross. I'm like, I'm over here being boozy. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. would like some ice in my wine. Hey, Myra got some boxed wine here the other day. It's the first time I've had like boxed wine. And I was like, this isn't uh-huh. too bad. Yeah, yes. man. I had that before. I used to have that when I was like 15 years old. In the really? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Pull up to a show behind the vegan shake cafe, <laughs> and it, what we would do is take it out the box. So it's called a space bag, and it's just a bag. And you nice. squeeze the top of the bag, have the valve open, and just go to town as long as you can. Yeah, you're nice. worst, worst drunk ever. <laughs> I hate it. it was uh, it's too sugary, man. It's fucking you get drunk real quick and a hangover real quick. Yeah, yeah. I think she got the Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> you gotta like plug your nosey set. <laughs> yeah, Sauvignon. Sauvignon. It's pretty good though. I liked it. This is the light, sugary, crispy wine. It's a it's a Zibendale, so it's, it's okay. actually really good. Chilled the dessert but... wine is that what they call? Mm. Nah, it's not. I mean, fuck, it's pretty sweet, but yeah, it's it's a it's a sweet one, man. But it's business. Let's get some business, Cliff. How's your yeah. uh, How's your week or two weeks since we've talked? Mm, not too Back bad, to- man. Not too bad. Other than getting a pretty bad upper respiratory chest infection. I don't know if I talked about that on the last episode, but I went from being sick to getting sick again. And I was told it was the phlegm that kind of like sat in my lungs from that flu I had turned into an infection. Lord, that yeah. Comfortable. So it was pretty shitty, but got some antibiotics and I got better. But while I was sick, I watched, a- I was just catching up on shows and movies that I hadn't seen yet. So I got caught up on nothing really horror related i got caught up with some of the star wars shows on disney and uh yeah and what else did i watch oh i did watch a movie here recently but i think i might save that for later oh yeah the juice absolutely 
Oh, and I do. I got caught up with some anime too. I don't know if either of you guys are into any of that kind of stuff, but I do like to watch like horror adjacent anime, like Chainsaw Man and uh, Jujutsu Kaisen and stuff like that. So I got caught up on that as well. <laughs> I found a button outside of like the damn islands at the. Um, I think it was. It wasn't Cinnamonsa Blues. It was the other one, uh, Creep IE. I think it was mm-hmm. one of those, and it was that chainsaw. Chainsaw and- Man. Yeah, because it was a button. I was like, what the hell is this? I was yeah. like, bizarre as hell. <laughs> oh, dude, that anime is so good. I recommend it. Even for people who aren't into anime, it's a really good show. Nice. I uh, I like some pretty anime, violent. but all the anime I like is kind of like the 90s, like, you know, the shit that you watched in high school kind of stuff, like yeah. Vampire seen... Hunter D, Ninja Scroll. Like, oh, those are good, though. Those are classics. Yeah. Yeah, I had no I, I have no idea what these animes are called, but all the ones I've seen as a kid were like the ones we're not supposed to see. That's called that's called hentai, Raphael. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, nerd. I didn't know that. That's called, drinking that's, DP. I'll have that's, you know. that's anime porn, sir. No, 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 no. It's like the most brutal fucking cartoon I've ever seen in my life. This guy's guts fall out and he tries to put them back in. But it's in cart. I never seen a cartoon like that in my life. I was like, yeah, well, like he's gnarly. He's all. It's really weird. These tentacles went into her mouth and her. And no one then. Like, you guys ever see Demon City? It's kind of like that, dude. It's like a, it's like a horror anime from the nineties, or I think it's the nineties. And oh, that sounds super familiar. Shit going on. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fun though. Oh hell yeah! So what have you guys been up to? What were you up to, Ben? I uh, I hopped over to Los Angeles. I. One of my favorite bands is Skinny Puppy, and they, they're retiring after uh, mm-hmm. 40, 42 years. So they were doing their last four shows in the city, and I, I went out and caught the last two shows. And I went to Universal Studios while I was there and checked out the Super Mario World land. And it was fun. Super cool. So no no phone call like, hey, Cliff, Raphael, I'm, yeah, come I'm here in me. California. Come no, you guys want to hang? I <laughs> I see how you guys it is. want to go to a sold out goth show that I don't have tickets for that I can't get you into. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Universal's they they will oversell it. We will be there. <laughs> you know what? At Universal, so I, I've been to Universal a bunch. I think we all have, but there was no fucking line, dude. My I've got a friend and he he's a mechanic there. And he he came and he gave us some passes and he's like, here's front of line passes. And then when we would walk around the park and, and give someone our front of line pass, they're like, there's no way you don't need to use that. So we didn't even use our front of line pass. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Awesome. I was like, At least yeah. you didn't pay for them and then not have to use them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. How was the Super Mario World? Yeah, uh, it was cool, man. Um, I I was watching little kids play. I have this watch on. And yeah. I guess they can hit like codes and buttons and it like unlocks all this stuff and they get points and it was oh, yeah. cool. The ride was cool. It was, it was very like, I'm trying to think of the right word for this. I I would say amazing for a certain age. Because it's I like a like, oh yeah, this is all right. It's like a very like immersive experience, right? You're supposed to like feel right. like you're in a in the like Mario world, right? So yeah. when you're in Mario Land, you can't see outside of it because they've they've built the mountains that kind of go around. Yeah, it's like a cove or a cul-de-sac, and it's kind of backed by the Transformers ride. Right, but it's it's really cool. I just don't know if it was me enough, so it wasn't. Yeah, like when I saw Star Wars land at um, Disneyland, I was like yeah. mind blown. I was like, "Holy oh. fucking yeah. shit, dude!" Me too. It was amazing. So, 
But yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I I mean, if you, if you love amusement parks, it's gotta it's... be different to bring something like that to life versus like Star Wars, where there is like yeah more realistic looking things and everything's all car- all cartoony over there. I'm sure. So yeah, but you know who doesn't like some old school fucking Nintendo, man? <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. So outside of traveling, going to goth shows, you know, Skinny Puppy Universal Studios, you know, Christmas season has started, and I have started doing you know the the Christmas count and the and the shopping and the the gatherings and the drinking. So yeah, so far so good. Dusty, Mister Raphael Mitchell, what do you what have you been up to? Busy with uh, work, but in a good way. Just photos and videos. Uh, working on a music video with someone right now. Doing storyline stuff. Haven't got to the fun, exciting stuff like doing the band performance, but oh yeah i'm gonna be doing that pretty soon so i've been just i've just been consistently busy and uh we're gearing up the band dead rise uh we're giving we're gearing up to play the whiskey in a couple days sweet oh sweet go go in hollywood so just been practicing and focusing on that stuff and i was like you know what i didn't have anything on my calendar this week and i was like oh i get to relax and then my brain's all like nah fill it up Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, yeah. I was like okay brain i i am fucking go to bed and i wake up in a panic like oh wait i don't have to do something but my mind wants me to do something like edit or whatever and get some jobs done so it's been wild it's been good though it's so been it's a good problem to have right drm productions is going good keep yeah it's yeah slightly consistent good enough to to where the point where i was like i'm trying to keep up so yeah you know and i uh to make things worse on top of everything i uh I quit caffeine, so I'm trying. I've been oh, oh, shit. Shit. going through hell with that. It's like every other day I'll be like headache, sh- fucking tired, shakes like ear. No, no coffee. No, nah, I'm trying to get off of it because it's just not doing me any favors. Yeah, yeah, totally. It gets to a point where I'm like fucking buzzing, having a f- you know good time, and then like that time of where you're not feeling tired gets smaller and smaller and smaller. No matter how much coffee you have. Yeah. Are yeah. you are you drinking Dr Pepper? Doesn't it have caffeine? Are you drinking a caffeine-free Dr. Pepper? Nah, they don't have caffeine in this one. Uh, but uh, Coke. He's like, he's like, oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> At this point, I had a headache today. I needed some kind of foreign substance in my body because my body was like, it's too clean in here. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Was uh, is coffee your, your? Was that your like drink of choice as far as getting your caffeine? I get yeah every every morning. Yeah. I started off yeah. working for the coffee shop and taking photos and doing content for them, and then. The coffees is those coffee shops are like drug dealers, man. They're, keep, <laughs> they're like, oh, you I'm, haven't been here in a while, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been trying to get clean. I got, yeah. I got sick, and I was trying to use that as an excuse to get clean. <laughs> you know, it's you crazy. Haven't bought your eight dollar latte yet today? No, <laughs> it's like, it adds the fuck up, man. It's, it, dude, and it no, it really so does. Good. So and good. You know, what's crazy is I used coffee to wean me off of drinking soda. Oh yeah, that's how I was getting my caffeine, dude. I was drinking soda like it was bad, dude. I was drinking it like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I was doing that for years, and I was like, you know what? I got to stop doing this, man. Like that's so much damn sugar and caffeine to be ingesting every single day. So yeah. I I just quit soda cold turkey. But I was like, you know what? I need to get my caffeine like somewhere, and that's when Myra introduced me to coffee. So I have one cup a day, and that's it. Yeah. I'm good. Myra introduced you to it? Yeah, I've never I never had had coffee before that. What the? Before I got together with her, yeah, I just 
I don't know. I just never had like the urge. So to you go were like eighteen or twenty or something when you first drank coffee. Dude, I was literally in my twenties when I first started drinking coffee. Wow. The forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, right. <laughs> just a little anti-boy. Go to coffee shops to hang out, you know. Yeah, that's you crazy. Just, like meet up with your friends at a coffee shop because you were you couldn't get into a bar, and then you go smoke cigarettes at three a.m. outside of Denny's and drink coffee until the sun came up. Yeah, it's like yeah, we were nerds. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. No, you'd think I would be into coffee way sooner than that because like my whole family drinks coffee, but I don't know. I just never I, I had soda. I didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got used to it. My right? my girlfriend did the opposite. She got me off of soda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I, you know, got into coffee. And then I was just, oh, we always gotta have our vice. It has to be something. Yeah. I have a healthy relationship with it. That's good. I don't. <laughs> that's why i need to i don't stop. know like let's do a triple shot let's see what happens today if i'm gonna have a nervous breakdown or if it's gonna be cool i don't yeah. know yeah for real no uh, i get it man that's good i'll get my desk and i'll fucking fly through it i gotta be yeah. careful i love coffee i'll just keep going oh, you, know. you know whenever i do like no drink november or i just take, go through a sober patch no alcohol you if i have sleep. a show or or there's like a social event or something where i would usually drink i'll fucking just bring coffee with me yeah People are like, you want a beer? I'm like, no, nah, man, I got espresso. I got a coffee. <laughs> so, right. Well, so guys, I'm. Oh, go oh, ahead, Ben. No, you already cut me off. You should probably go. <laughs> well, probably I was leave. Say, we uh, we we've we're we're you know, Christmas is next week in here, dude. We've reached the end of the year. Tells from the casket is still going strong, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we're wrapping this year up with our top five horror films of 2023. I am excited, man. It's been a good year for movies. Yeah. Apparently for you, it was. You have like a top 30. That's <laughs> true, dude. I was like going through and I was like, oh, dude, that movie kicked ass. That movie kicked ass. And I was just looking at my list and I was Take like. Take some nerds for the rest of us. Five. Right? Fuck, dude. I, how do you only pick five? There's been like so many good films this year. Obviously, I would say they're tough. so good. Just fun. There's been a lot of like. Yeah. Been some you know, learn how to time management. Before myself to watch that many movies like you brother <laughs> yeah i was like i got a life i, I, I barely got five and no i felt like i i felt like i watched a lot of horror movies this year i just didn't feel like any of them like really stuck out to me as like being in my okay. top 10 or five but i wouldn't say i had a hard time making a top five but i got to that fifth film and i was like all right what am i gonna throw in here so okay cool yeah but what, what who who wants to kick it off with number Raphael, five, kick it off. What's your number five this year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this love this one. one. You're gonna love this one. If it's you like say Exorcist Believer, we're ending this podcast right Exorcist now. Exorcist Believer. I'm done. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Put it Is that really there. your number five, dude? Hell yeah, it is. Oh yeah, shit! I didn't even make my runner-up list. I have like, <laughs> I have like a whole bunch like of movies written down. Hey, you know what? I but I was it. also thinking. You know, best to worst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will say Exorcist Believer had some really fun stuff in it. And the makeup was great. And, you know, some of the... I was more intrigued by the, the makeup. It was really cool. So Yeah. I was intrigued by the makeup and the, and the special effects on that point. There wasn't too much, you know, CGI and shit like that. Not too much. Except yeah, for that didn't... goofy fog at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the no, guy the makeup... knocking on the window. Uh, the makeup was top notch. I mean, that's Christopher Nelson, dude. He's he's a badass, you know, makeup yeah. artist. So, I mean, the... you, you know, it's it's going to be a trilogy, so maybe they can redeem the series. Maybe mm -hmm. as a weak start, it'll come out strong. We'll see. 
Is it though? You never. I don't know if we're gonna get another I, one. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. That that movie didn't make my top ten. Yeah. Hey, but you know, I respect Raphael's decision. That it takes a lot of guts to say that's in your top five. <laughs> I have no guts, sir. Then beat it out. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so, what... <laughs> so I mean, like, besides the the makeup effects and stuff, I mean, like, what what other reasons does it make your top five? I mean, did you enjoy the story? Did I enjoyed the story until like for the most part, like I wanted more backstory on why they got fucking possessed, you know? Yeah. Right. Like right. they were in a tunnel being goofy, making fucking like, you know, little rituals or whatever. And they got fucked in the wrong tunnel. But I liked, I don't know, dude. <laughs> they <laughs> edited that up. to the wrong tunnel. You're in the wrong <laughs> they, they don't tunnel. fuck around in the wrong tunnel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are they doing in there? It's the west side of the tunnel, son. They're in the Maybe. Watts tunnel. Maybe those are questions we'll get answers to in the next one if we get another one. Yeah, I mean, like I, I like I. It entertained me enough. I wasn't, uh, like, oh my god, that was terrible. It wasn't right. amazing, but I don't know. I, I honestly was thinking of other movies that could fit in on on that list, and in, in my, for my opinion, and I liked it enough to be okay. A, yeah, not a yeah. one by yeah. far. Hell no, but I don't know. I respect it, man. Cliff? What about no, all right? Don't. Give us my number, number five, Cliff. My number five film of 2023. I'm going to start out with a franchise film, uh, a little bit of IP. And uh, yeah. this franchise started way back in 1990s. Little film called Scream. So, oh boy. I, yeah, I went with Scream 7 for my, my fifth movie of the year. I mean, uh, as I've stated before, like slashers are one of my favorite subgenres of horror. And there was a lot of hype around Scream 5, or as the kids call it, Five Cream. Yeah. Uh, when it when it came out and honestly like i wasn't real big on that one i mean it, it was fun but i didn't feel like it really did anything new or you know brought anything new to the table for the scream world but yeah. with with scream six you know i was like okay we're going to new york so that got me pretty yeah. pumped and nev campbell wasn't in it and i know that kind of pissed off a lot of fans of the franchise but for me i was kind of like you know what i'm kind of over the legacy characters with this franchise i, I want to see where the new characters are going you That's know? fair. And they all just quit. <laughs> yeah, and they all just quit. Everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So well, I mean, you have the the uh what were they called? The core four. So now it's gonna be the core two. We still got two of them left. <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? Scream six didn't make my top ten either. No. Oh. no. Nice. I didn't yeah. even watch it. Maybe these lists aren't <laughs> as similar as you think, man. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we'd get up here and say the same movies, but yeah, Scream Six did not make my list at all. Yeah, that's my number five, man. I really enjoyed it. I liked the New York setting. I liked I liked the the new characters, the new direction that it took, and I was looking forward to seeing where they were gonna take it. But I guess we're gonna get a whole new set of characters I, for the next one. I agree with you. I actually really liked the New York setting as well, and, and the horror and in, in the city. You know, it's it, I don't know if you've ever like sat and walked around and and went through new york city or just any big city even like you know sketch parts of los angeles or busy parts yeah it's it's pretty overwhelming sometimes so yeah i i th i thought it was a really cool take to you know yeah let's do it in new york yeah i've been in some sketchy parts man i took a wrong turn down a road coming back from disneyland one time um, <laughs> it was all dark and I was, as i was driving down and all of a sudden i see these these shadowy figures start walking in from the sidewalks into the street i was like oh shit i flipped that bitch and fucking <laughs> put yeah, the metal man. to the to the yeah, put the pedal to the metal and got out of there, bro. <laughs> you were in Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh shit, here comes Mickey. Let's go. <laughs> Didn't want to buy any oranges, dick. 
dude i had my kids with me and everything i was like fuck this dude i'm out yeah <laughs> you want to buy any tamales or nothing yeah. <laughs> oh god don't talk about tamales right i can't wait dude fucking christmas my oh. making tamales i can't wait <laughs> but all right ben what's your number five uh my number five so this isn't even really a horror movie but what it is it's it's a sci-fi horror it's a sci-fi horror but um so just to just kind of set the mood uh one night me and my girlfriend are watching we're like fuck we can't find anything to watch and there was uh, we popped on hulu and there was this poster and this girl's getting sucked up to a spaceship and i fucking love aliens and i think they're scary as hell like a good fucking sci-fi movie is really scary to me because i believe it right i believe in aliens i believe if they want you, it'll come get you kind of attitude. So I put on this movie. It's called uh, No One Will Save You. Mm-hmm. And it's just like nonstop, go, 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 action-packed. And I was like blown away. And I, I don't know if it's because of the alien part of it or if it's just the high energy and suspense. But I it, it reminded me of the first time I watched 28 Days Later and you're just ducking and dodging the fast-running yeah. zombies the whole time, you know, and your heart's pounding. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. There's there's a little too much CGI in it, I would say. Um, it can kind of be kind of pulls you out of it a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. Did you guys watch No One Will Save You? Nah. Yeah. Hearing about it for me. Yeah, that that it fucking it was like intense for me, man. I was like sweating bullets watching it and like, oh shit, don't go there. No, yeah, I really <laughs> enjoyed it. Like you said, this it was CGI heavy and it did take me out of it a little bit, but the story was so compelling and it got me so invested that I kind of looked over it, you know yeah so yeah no i enjoyed it man it's it's really good i like alien films too i find them scary as fuck too like when yeah. i first saw signs that movie scared the shit out of me dude yeah. <laughs> that goddamn peekaboo around the corner exactly do you remember, do you remember being a kid and un, unsolved mysteries do you guys remember that show yeah no, even hell yeah creeped me out. yeah yep. so unsolved mysteries you'd be watching it you know and they do these recreations of these cars driving down country roads and the car turns off you know and they can't can't start their car and shit and yeah. to this day this day like when i when i go on a road trip or something or phobia, tour, huh? it's like the middle of the night you're like oh shit dude this is where it happens yeah, yeah i wish i knew that when i was on the road with you i would have fucked with you but hey the van's not working this is like, where it happens this is where i get anal probed dude. <laughs> get out <laughs> of nevada and me and dusty were on tour in that van there was holy hell uh, our fucking bass player on one of our trips, he uh, he drank a thirty pack between Salt Lake City and, and L.A. Did not Damn. pee one fucking time. Holy yeah, he shit! Did not pee. What the and hell? We stopped in Vegas and drank too. Yeah, he, he probably drank like thirty five fucking beers in that drive. We were like, what, what the fuck? God damn! <laughs> he was so fucking drunk, dude. <laughs> I, dude, I drink beer and pissing like a racehorse. Functional <laughs> alcoholic. I cannot. And tell. the the funnier part, right? So the the bass player's drinking like god-awful amounts in the back of the van as we're driving right like i'm talking tons the guy driving the van's on probation he can't drink <laughs> and, oh, then, and then our singer fucking got too sick the night before and he's laying under the bench seat across the bottom of the van <laughs> like under the seats like fucking puking on the side of the fucking road in oceanside and jesus and me and dusty me and Raphael are just sitting there we're like what the fuck is <laughs> going on and if you, you can't make that up it's yeah. <laughs> a true story, man. It'd be That's a, fucking crazy. Be a, a movie in itself, right? <laughs> well, Raphael, the time has come for number four. Number four. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh! Better say your prayers. None too. None oh. too. Fuck. Okay. Okay. I loved it because 
primarily because of the jump scares. I thought they were all fun. Yeah. I thought they were good. Yeah. Like the setups to them, and I thought they were great. That Especially was, that crow that oh, came no. out of nowhere. <laughs> the, the crow that loves you. Oh, shit. Is that a bird? <laughs> and my creepy light. Who put the bird in this fucker? <laughs> Damn, you know what? I actually, I didn't hate the Nun 2. I didn't love it, but it didn't make my top 10 either. Fuck. Jeez. I like the Nun 2. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. A lot more than I did the first film, to be honest. So yeah, yeah. exactly. I and was the fact that the fact that you put it a, a, ahead of Exorcist Believer, that was the right choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should have. I should have just fucking put Exorcist as number one. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I He's like, I'm gonna put it at number one just to spite you. <laughs> Fuck your couch. Is it their foreheads? Is that what <laughs> you? <laughs> no, none too is cool, man. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And it has my my crush in it, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, dude. The jump scares on it were pretty fun. I don't know. Yeah. I like I've I've said it before. I, I like that blasphemy dark kind of vibe, and I really enjoyed that from the Exorcist believer and from the Nun. But yeah, you know what that means, Cliff. We need to hear your number four. Number four. My number four is a film that I, I actually watched it recently. It came out earlier this year, and I finally got around to catching it. It was I was going to mention it earlier, but this is the one I, I said I, I would save to talk about. So it's called Infinity Pool. It's directed oh, by Brandon shit. Cronenberg, and uh, it's a sci-fi horror film, uh, definitely following in his dad's footsteps, as you may or may not know, Brandon Cronenberg is the son of uh, David Cronenberg. Yep. So it's very body horror esque and I really enjoyed his last film possessor. And uh, so I was really looking forward to what he was going to do next. And he definitely delivered with infinity pool. This movie is fucking insane. Have either of you seen it? Nope. I, I don't want to spoil the goods, but my number four is actually infinity pool. Really? And yeah. On that note. Yeah. It's, you know, my number four is infinity pool, but it was Sweet. fighting for my second spot. Yeah. I it's really good. It. Love oh yeah the fucking movie it's so good like i i mean so you haven't seen it right Raphael? Mm-mm. no okay so for like the for so for the listeners if you have or have or haven't seen it i don't want to spoil it like too much but it's a, a a man and his wife they go to a beach resort it's in a fictional country but he's a writer and he's looking for inspiration but they go out there they kind of get entangled with another couple something happens outside the walls you know they're told not to go outside the resort because it's yep. a crime-ridden country not my words don't cancel me that's what they say in the movie and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you for the fake country you made fun of our fake country how but, dare uh, you fuck with our fake country oh no, so so they hit a guy who ends up getting killed and they they tell him like you know in our country you know murder is punishable by execution so you have a choice here buddy we can execute you or if you have enough money we can clone you and he can die in your place. So <laughs> this movie, this movie really makes you like question a lot, fucked. you know, it's so fucked. and it just, I'm like, I'm sure Ben can elaborate more on it too. It's just, you watch this man basically lose his sanity. It just like, yeah, just escalates into just cha- total chaos, man. It's insane. The imagery, the way that Brandon Cronenberg uses lighting and like color grading is so unsettling yeah. Yeah. like that, that alone just creates an unsettling feeling like not even including the the script and the acting and what's happening in the film it's just he he just has a way to like make make imagery very disturbing and uh, it's a really good film yeah 
all the all the stuff happening in that film too kind of do you remember in those 70s movies where everything's just kind of out of control and it's like rosemary's baby you know like it, yeah. it gives you this unnerving feeling of like what the fuck are people doing in this world right it, it gave me that it, and um mia goth uh, i don't know if you guys have seen x yes um, Pearl, oh definitely but, but yeah, like yeah mia goth fuck man she was so good in that movie. she's so good yeah yeah she i could... yeah infinity pool was my number four and i just kept wanting to push it higher yeah i wanted to push it higher too which is kind of funny but yeah it's a it's a really good film i recommend everybody go out and check it out because i feel like it kind of flew over the radar it was in theater but i feel like it just kind of got past everyone but it's a really good film and i really look forward to what brandon cronenberg does next because i feel like he's he's the future of of the genre that came out this year huh the body horror yeah it was probably in the spring i think yeah yeah it's really good man Oh, I want to check that out. Yeah, I so, would. I would, Raphael. I would say when you watch it, get get in a weird mood. Like when you're, yeah. like, I want to watch something fucking weird. I you weird can't guess what's gonna happen. It's it's not like a, you know, like the movie I just talked about, the alien movie. You know, yeah. you, you kind of can guess what's happening. Oh, yeah. that motherfucker is gonna come through the door. This is gonna happen. But in Infinity Pool, you're literally like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, time? what is going on? Yeah, yeah, because he's like. You know, he's got his wife there, but then he's like being a part of the cult kind of a thing. And you're just like, what the fuck? And then the, the, the government in this weird country is involved. And you're like, I have no idea what I'm watching. Yeah, Ben, like 100% what Ben is saying, too. I feel like you have to be in the right mindset for this film. It's it's kind of like it's like hereditary in a sense where it's like it's not a movie you just throw on to like have a good time and have yeah. laughs. You know what I mean? Like You kind of have to be in the right state of mind. Yeah. I didn't like it. I don't like Hereditary. No? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Like wow. I found that movie really think... unsettling. I thought it was incredible. I loved it. Yeah. Raphael, did you know that was filmed in Park City? Where that little girl's head hits the sign? Nah. Yeah. Actually, a lot of Hereditary, a lot of the shots are here in Utah. But... Nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I only know about the Samurai. All right. I want to yeah. go to Utah for two reasons. Hereditary filming locations and Halloween 5 filming locations. Yeah. I think part four too eh? four and five or is it five and six but yeah, yeah dude that is awesome yeah i love part five i'll fight at the top of a mountain for that movie <laughs> uh, hey, you gotta build a mountain first in general <laughs> in general utah's fucking creepy it's yeah victorian houses i can't tell you how many times i watched a haunting and they're like fucking Oh, in Utah. I'm like, oh, again, Utah again. <laughs> yeah. like, about their hauntings and shit. Like, it's wild. Yeah, Zach Baggins is always here. Yeah. He's always doing a show episode here or something. I had some family that lived in Utah. They lived in uh, Vernal. No, that's Utah. like, that's actually, do you oh, know yeah. what Skinwalker Ranch is? Yeah. That's out in that area. So, yeah, so that's where all the creepy shit happens. All right. Yeah. They, uh, if you're into like ley lines and like mysticism and, and, portals to other dimensions and some of this like new age energy stuff they say a lot of that centers in that area they call it tridel or, or like duchene county oh okay it's like yeah there's, there's supposed to be a lot of spiritual magical polar earth interesting yeah why yeah. not enough people fucking witness things and and document things so yeah good be one, the, on one of these days Raphael, we got to make the road trip like we were talking about no oh, party i'm scared Visit all the spooky stuff. I know. <laughs> I I don't know about that ranch, but I'll go to Utah. But I don't know about that ranch. <laughs> He's, I don't know about no Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> Unless we can I barbecue, had, I don't know about. I had that. some friends go there. They they do like it's 
it's like a convention you know for um like uh, like ghost adventures and ufo finders like just like that superstitious up. kind of stuff and they yeah they do they'll take you on a tour of uh skinwalker ranch and my friend went and they were telling me it was like oh yeah it just was like a fucking desert dirt road mm-hmm. huh. old, old fucking they're like we we doesn't happen on command guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said it was cool that they went but it was like nothing special from what they were shown it was just like walking around in the fucking middle of nowhere so yeah no skinwalkers. Which is scary in itself, if you ask me. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, it can be. Uh, Raphael, it's your turn, buddy. What, what is, what's number three on your list? Evil Dead Rise. Ooh. Nice. I thought that was great. I, I, I think they kept it pretty traditional with the almost comedy horror bloodshed kind of shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. The tongue in cheek on all the deaths and stuff like that. The gore. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, that that one's that one's smack in the middle for me. I really liked it. The only thing I didn't like about it is that they uh, stole my band name and buried my shit on YouTube. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, for right. like a I few didn't... months, and then I was like, oh, I can search myself again. Okay. <laughs> Damn. I didn't, was... I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I felt I, I felt like it would help you in a way. I think it would have. I it might have. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really look into where everyone comes from, but probably... like your band would pop up when people type it in on YouTube and the exactly. socials. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. yeah, you never know. It could have for the rest Not... of your life. People are gonna be like, "Oh, did you name it because of the movie?" You're gonna have to fight for it. And you'd be like, "No, right. I, I didn't." Thanks for asking. No, that's a that's a solid choice, man. I I enjoyed yeah. Evil Dead Rise. Like one thing I could say about that franchise is they've been able, like, over the past what four decades now, they've been able to like turn out a solid film every time. You know, so it's a good movie. I loved it. I fucking it was just like over the top gore and smut, and I loved it. I, I fucking. Yeah, I love all the bullshit that she like the the possessed the deadite say to the yeah. fucking shit. Shit's so funny, but it's yeah, like it's, at the same time, you know. It's actually on my list a little higher up. No, no spoilers, but it's on nice. My list. <sighs> my my favorite part is that they keep a wood chipper in the parking garage. I'm like, who the yeah. fuck does that? Yeah, <laughs> right. He's got to go to work at five a.m., dude. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a really big fan of pretty much every Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, like. They yeah. tied you in know, the story, the, TV show, the movies, all of it. The beginning, so I hope they play off of that like a prequel. Yeah, and that I think it looked like a lake or something, lake house. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, isn't maybe I'm wrong? Wasn't that supposed to be the cabin? Oh, uh, I don't know. Because those kids are out in a cabin, and then you know the the ghoul or whatever the yeah. the deadite comes out, yeah, kills them, and then goes to the city. Mm. Yeah, but maybe I'm maybe I'm. Well, wrong, I hope but... that they like explain that more you know bring that yeah in. yeah you know, bring it back to the cabin in the woods yeah yeah they yeah. might do that Solid i actually choice, enjoyed that they took it to a, a different place because like you know it's it's a weird apartment building it feels kind of like la or new york or something it it felt really east coast to me i don't think yeah. it's supposed to be but that's what it felt like and it was cool to see Seriously. Evil Dead there, you know. Like I don't know if you guys watched the TV show Ash versus Evil Dead, but it, it's I kind did. of fun, you know, where you watch a bunch of really over the top dumb stuff. And Jesus Christ, Ben, I thought we just had one of those moments right now where we're all recording and some fucking spiritual ghost shit happens in the background. Yeah, I saw the shadow of your door just fucking start opening. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I saw a little cat run across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the shit out of me, dude. <laughs> You're like, I told you not to say Skidwalker Ranch. I told you. <laughs> Talking about the Evil Dead, and I just see this door opening. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that freaked me out because I looked down, and there's a white fucking cat. I'm like, oh, shit. Fuck. Cliff, 
Tell us your number three, sir. All right. My number three. It's a film we've actually reviewed on the podcast. So my number three is It Lives Inside. Yeah, that was that was legit. That was a good one. Yeah. I really enjoyed that film a lot, man. Like any film that introduces something new, something fresh to the horror genre, I'm always going to be interested in, especially when it's another culture introducing their folklore. You know what I mean? Into like, you know, into the genre. Like I'm always going to find that like super dope. And I really enjoyed the movie and I was able to, I feel like a lot of people actually can connect with it on more of a personal level as well. Right. And um, I think it'll speak to a lot of people. And uh, yeah, this is a film I I really enjoy. And I implore like anybody who hasn't seen it to go watch it. Cause this isn't a film that's based on IP. It's not a remake. It's not a reboot. This is a fresh original idea. And this is the type of film that pushes the horror genre forward. You know what I mean? So and and Bashal Dutta for being a first time director, I thought he absolutely crushed it, and I can't wait to see what he does next. You know? Yeah, one hundred percent. I love yeah. that. Do you know what's what's pretty refreshing is um so that was a first time director and it was a great movie, and then there was movies like Talk to Me that came out and they were like first time directors, yeah. and I was like, we're getting new blood in the in the system. Yeah, and like this for for our genre films, it's so fucking awesome because you know everybody we want our Wes Cravens and we want our you know Quentin Tarantino's and all these directors that you fall in love with and love their art but like we need new things you know and and I feel yeah. like it lives inside was a really good um just an attack at that where they were saying hey like yeah here it is you know take it and I I really liked it that that made my uh runner-up list as well so yeah yeah, for sure, dude. Like new directors like that, when they when they turn out a, a awesome movie like that, especially with their first feature film, like it just yeah. it makes you excited. It makes you excited as a horror fan and as a yeah. film fan in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that's how excited I got when I first saw, you know, uh like uh Hereditary or when I first saw The Witch, you know, like Robert Eggers and yeah. his name escapes me from Hereditary, but like when these new directors came out, they just got me super excited for the genre again. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a weird name. He's Swedish. It's like something I can't think of it. So weird. But yeah, I I really like his work too. Hereditary and Midsummer yeah. and stuff. So I'm yeah, a big fan. Hell yeah! But yeah, that's my number three, man. I thought it was an awesome movie, dude. And yeah, I I can't choice. wait. I can't wait to own it. Own it. Hell yeah! I, I'm pretty sure it's been released out on the. Are you a physical Blu-ray. media collector? Hell yes! Yeah, I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people are just like, dude, you could just stream it or you can just get it online. But I'm like, dude, I like to fucking have it in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be able to throw it on whenever I want. Yeah. I like to look at the box art. Okay. I'm a, I'm a fucking VHS kid. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I, I love physical media. Love it. Hell yeah. I'll always be, I do. I still buy fucking records. I mean, <laughs> you know, totally. I love this shit. So who are we at now? Are we with you, Ben? Are your number yeah, three? Well, I, yeah. My number three was um, talk to me. I thought mm. Talk to Me was a really fresh, fun movie. I love that they infused the horror with kind of um, a drug addiction. You know, these kids were like, yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's yeah. take it to the next party. I thought it was really fresh. I thought it was new. Uh, just like we discussed, I love that it came from a new IP, a new director or directors. Yeah. I really, really think that it started something new. And to be honest, the movie is fucking great. I, I yeah, it really is. Dude, Did you so guys I, like Talk to Me? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Loved it. It's on my list. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're going to boil this list. 
<laughs> well, we'll see which one it is. <laughs> yeah, do you like those directors? Like they they came from YouTube, man. They were yeah. like YouTube sensations, you know. Yeah. Making oh, yeah. short films and videos on there, and they caught the eye of the studios and given an opportunity yeah. to make a feature film. And look at them now, you know. Yeah, they killed it. I actually heard. Do you guys remember at the beginning of the movie where the brothers are in a party? And the yeah. guy shoves the knife in his face. Yeah. I heard that they were making a movie about that, about those two next. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, apparently. I mean, I don't really Talk remember to the ends again. Of it, but yeah. <laughs> Talk to me some more. <laughs> that movie did hey, baby, so one more good. Time. It did great at the box office. They'll probably have a Talk to Me part two, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. As a matter of Any... fact, I think I already read about that. Yeah, anything that does good at the in sales and numbers, there there'll be a sequel that's coming back. Yeah, at least in genre films, because it's all about making that cheddar. Yeah. Dusty, what's your number two, son? Is that the Grinch stole Christmas? Is that what I hear? <laughs> He's a mean my number one. two. Surprisingly, it's not not my number one, but it was a hard decision. But uh, Thanksgiving is my number two. Oh, nice. Girl. Well, might as I well love... knock out two birds with one stone. That's my number two as well. Oh, yeah, I loved everything traditional about it. You know what you're getting. And like we said, like the I'm I'm hyped that they're gonna do a sequel to it because it did well, apparently. So that's a win in my book. It's I feel like there's not in it makes it special because it's there's not oversaturation, oversaturation of those kind of movies being yeah not and put out to the public. So I thought right. It was pretty pretty legit in that sense. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of doing well, Ben, you had some news about this film. What was it, man? Yeah. Um. So Thanksgiving, and they once it crossed the thirty million dollar mark, they they announced they were going to do a sequel. That's going to be released probably in the fall of twenty twenty five with Eli Roth directing again. Jeff Rendell's coming back for writing and the screenplay. So John Carver will be back for seconds. John Carver mask. Ah. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm fucking stoked. I love, yeah. I love the movie, man. Again, I love slashers, dude. So this yeah. easily made my number two spot. And I mean, like, I'm the, the fact that it made thirty million for a brand new slasher that had, you know, it's not like again, not a remake, not a reboot, yeah. something completely fresh. Know. That's impressive, dude. Yes. You know, I bet it's over thirty million by now. Oh, That's for just, sure. Yeah, I think that was just at the beginning. But I, I fucking. I just love that they pulled the 80s kind of sentiment out of it. And they're like, yeah, How do we kill this guy. Oh, yeah. Let's put him in an oven and put a fucking thermometer in him. <laughs> right. You know, it's just like, love this. It's cool, man. It's like, how do we how do we kill someone now? Let's let's. So yeah. Fun. So fun. <laughs> yeah. And it was going to be high on my list regardless, too, just because I've been waiting for this film for 16 years, man. You know, was it 16? 16 years since Grindhouse, since that faux trailer wow. came out for Grindhouse. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we're getting old, Ben. <laughs> I know. I was like thinking, I was like, yeah, it was probably like, a, I don't know, you know, 10 years ago, but 16, damn. Yeah, we're getting old, dude. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's an awesome movie. So what's your number two, Ben? Ooh, my number two is Evil Dead Rise. I, nice. We just went over it, so I don't, I don't want to say too much since we just talked about it. But yeah. I I think that the level of um, intensity and, and the gore and uh, just like the re, you know, everyone always gets you know choked up at the cheese grater to the leg scene when you just kind of slaps yeah. the cheese grater on her leg. I just, I when I when I watch it, it's kind of like with Thanksgiving. You're like, who the fuck thought of this shit? This is fucking <laughs> so goddamn fun, you know? 
Yeah. So for me, Evil Dead Rise is like a, a really good popcorn movie. It's it's not the best movie. It doesn't need yeah. to be, but man, when you want to just fucking have fun, eat popcorn, and have a beer, it's like the yeah. perfect movie. It's great. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Just goes to show you could find a Necro Comic Con anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere, anyhow. Right anywhere. behind me. Yeah. Oh, there, <laughs> there it is. What's this book? Let's read from oh. it. Do you know it's it's really strange they took the Necronomicon and they made it like a record. You know, yeah. and they're like, I was like, this is a cool spin, you know? Yeah. And like I said earlier, it was cool they pulled it out is of the it a reason and... to play? You know, it yeah. cuts the middleman and just plays what the yeah. fuck your record label. Adrent. Yeah. Yeah. And a little Easter egg too. I heard uh, I don't remember where I heard it. It had to be a podcast, but I guess oh, exactly. uh Bruce Campbell was one of the voices on that record. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that they Bruce Campbell um produced the 2013 version. Yeah. He was a part of it. Like, yeah. So it's cool they keep him involved, even if it's just a little Easter egg. I love that. Yeah. I think it's like Robert Tapper, Bruce Campbell, and Sam Raimi. Like they're they're still all like heavily involved, even with the new one too. Yeah. That's so cool. Love yeah. it. Yeah. It's their baby, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I had a lot of fun with that. So yeah, it made number two for me. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, dude. Don't All see. right. We're to your number one, Mr. Raphael. Oh, Mitchell. dude. We need a drum roll, Mr. Raphael. It literally says, duh. Talk to me, duh. Talk uh, to me, duh. <laughs> hey, guess what? That's my number one, too. That, that one, like, you, I can't tell you how excited and hyped I was after watching what that. The fuck, you guys. It really got me. List? It really, really, really got me going and had gave me new hope about new horror movies. Yeah, gave me yeah. all the things that I wanted, which was not to expect, you know, so much and be so predictable. And right. it, because it, I think part of it was too is it was like not U.S. based. You know, it was like. I was yeah. like, is this something that Australians like urban legend actually talk about and stuff like that? Or right. completely made up. But either way, it put me in that mind frame of saying, you know what, this this is it's this is new to me. I wanna yeah. know what's yeah. the, the seance hand, you know? Yeah. I was I was really excited. I love the ending. I love everything about it, to be honest. I can't even go into details too much because, you know, I'll go on for days, but to keep it short beautiful film yeah it really is and like you said it was like from independent people starting out small so it's really inspiring you know yeah for sure yeah i'm gonna follow in what you said Raphael. like for the same exact reasons i love that film it's it's a lot like it lives inside man we're getting something fresh something new something that's pushing the genre forward you know and that's what i really enjoyed about it i want that fucking hand somebody somebody make that prop (laughs) it's it's already made son yeah yeah they um they released a special box set and um it has a hand in it oh who made it yeah i'm gonna make Ooh, you i can't remember uh do you guys know who what severin films is yeah yeah so i've got a buddy that works over at severin films and uh you know he commented on my thing how much he he liked the movie and i was like yeah i need that fucking hand and he's yeah. like he's the one that sent me the link i i could link it to you but yeah he was like yeah check this out I'm like, holy crap Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm going to have to get I, one. I love that it was like a plaster cast and, you know, everyone's like autographing on it. And I was like, that's so fucking cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was just such a cool idea, dude. Like just clever writing, like yeah. the acting in the movie was well done. The scares were all yeah. earned. And that depiction of 
what I assume is hell or something similar yeah. to it was pretty fucking unsettling and disturbing. Yeah. Man. Like that'd be like one of the worst depictions of hell I've seen in a film. <laughs> I was like that poor bastard. It reminded me of, it reminded me of like, it put me back to a film that scarred me watching that scene similar to that, like fire in the sky. Oh yeah. yeah. Speaking of alien movies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, that shit's intense. So that scene definitely stood out to me. I was like, God damn, that's <laughs> yeah. get him out. I want right. to know. I want them to make a part two to you know play off of like the beginning of the movie with the the brothers at the party or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. also like, how did the hand come to be? You know, I want to know about like I want them to go way back or something. I yeah, want to say backstory. I either read an article or I heard an interview somewhere that they have greenlit the sequel and they are going going to delve more into the origins of that hand. So that's awesome. Like I, I, they, like it's a thing that kids play with like yeah. at a party. Like it's all about yeah. fucking the you know truth or dare kind of shit, but on a yeah. crazy spiritual level, I think genius. It's like but, a double-edged sword for me though, because it's like I want to learn more about that hand, but at the same time, I don't want them to expose too much because it's gonna take away like what yeah. makes it scary, you know? Powerful, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like hopefully they balance that well. Have you guys ever been like uh, too drunk at a party, right? And you're like not standing up or you're puking and you kind of like wake up the next day and you're like, fuck man, I, I drank way too much. I made it ass of myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like to talk to me, expose those feelings. Yeah. You, you know, cause when those kids are, are getting possessed, everyone's filming it. They're laughing at them. They're making fun of them. And then when the, when these kids come back to reality and they're, they're snapped back, they're kind of like, Oh my God, what just happened? Like I was, right. I was in danger. I was fucked up, you know? <laughs> Yeah. It reminds me of the first time I smoked salvia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. I thought I was dying. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I'm saying, right? It, yeah. it exposed this weird feeling that I feel like I've felt many times in my life. Like, yeah. No one's ever really shared that feeling with me. Like, oh, like, yeah, you got too drunk and made a nasty yourself. And right. while you're doing it, you're like somewhat like in cognate mind where you're like, oh, man, like, I need to like go for a walk or drink some water. Right. So it was kind of cool to that they mix that in with this like really dark atmosphere. So yeah, I was all about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I loved it, man. Awesome film. Yeah. Well, Ben, that brings us to your number one, bud. Oh, dude, my number one. If anyone's listened to previous episodes, they've heard me talk about it. It's called When Evil Lurks. It's fucking incredible movie. Yeah. Uh, possession movie fuck dude practical effects like just the so the movie it 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 spawns on did you have you guys watched it i have not seen it yet man but i've heard great things about it it's fucking incredible so the movie spawns on a there's a possession in the land and it's an argentinian film and they they're like oh shit like what are what are we gonna do you know And, and they go to this guy's house and the guy's family's like no no you can't take him you can't kill him that's our that's our family, you know, and, and they're like, well, no, we need to shoot them. And they're like, you can't shoot them. Then the evil will spread through the land. So yeah. it's, man, it's it's the most, like, morose, dark, fucked up, unwelcoming. Like, every time you think that the movie's, like, at a peak of, like, this isn't going to get much worse. It gets a little bit worse and a little bit worse. And yeah. you're just watching it thinking, holy shit, dude, this is fucking miserable. Miserable. Yeah, yeah it's, oh. It's the best shit. That's co- I wouldn't even say the best movie of the year. Probably the best movie of like last five years. I wow. Love yeah. 
It well, was... but now my expectations are like through the roof, man. So yeah, don't better <laughs> not. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. It it just had this like unnerving feeling, you know. Like we we talked about like say the nun too, and uh-huh. it, it was more of a jump scare, right? It, yeah, it was like oh man, that made me jump. We were talking about talk to me, and that for me the unnerving feeling was is like they're they're somewhere really dark and and the people are filming them and they don't understand you know yeah and when evil lurks is like that and dude i'll tell you the kills in it too there's i don't want to ruin it but there's these kill scenes that that spawn off each other and there's like three kills in like four seconds and you don't you don't see any (laughs) of it coming you know you know like you're like oh my god oh my god they're gonna get killed they're gonna get killed dude and then just like snap and it's just like do 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 and you're like holy fuck did that just happen yeah, when evil lurks, man, just the way that they approach the possession subject and the way the possession travels through the land, and it's more like the land is cursed, not necessarily the person. I loved yeah. it. Loved it. Yeah, I've I've only heard really really good things about it from everyone, so I need to check it out. I kind of actually feel bad not seeing it before we do this episode, because <laughs> I'm like, maybe know, it would have made my top five. Who knows? <laughs> you know, that director only did one other movie too, so he's he's. Pretty I mean, new. I don't know a lot about him because it's yeah. you know South American, and I haven't seen a lot about him. But yeah, he's a new director. He did one other movie. It's also, it's also on Shutter. I think they're both on Shutter. So it's a uh, Terrified, right? Not to be mistaken with Terrifier. Yeah, yeah, it's called Terrified. Yeah, yeah. and that that was fucking creepy too. But yeah, his his next <laughs> film, cat. Evil Earth. Here goes to cat opening cat. doors. <laughs> so Oops. we we've kind of ran through these films. Let's let's throw out some runners up. Have you guys? I got a really good runner up. I really wanted to put it on the list. Have you guys seen Dark Harvest? It just came out a month and a half, two months ago. No. No, again, another movie I really want to see and haven't got around to it yet. Yeah. So Dark Harvest is it it it's it's like fucking Pumpkinhead. It's this creature. Yeah. So what it is is these kids. It's like Pumpkinhead meets The Purge. These okay. kids every year their families starve them and then send them out to hunt uh, this pumpkin creature. And that's like mm-hmm. what the premise of the movie is. And there's, I don't want to go too much into it if you guys haven't seen it. But the really cool thing about it was, is the movie was like 125% Halloween the whole time. It's like, that's awesome. A Halloween movie. And like, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Like, the, the kids are in this gang. And when they're in their gang and they're hanging out together, they put on Misfits masks. So they've got the Crimson Ghost. And you're just yeah. like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was, I liked it just because it felt so fucking Halloween. Like yeah. When you watch it, it's festive as fuck. Dark Harvest, I would check it. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to check have it you, out eventually. Have you guys, did you watch Knock at the Cabin? Yes. No. That, that was a runner up for me. I, I enjoyed that one. That was, it was fucking weird. You didn't, you didn't miss a masterpiece, but it was fucking weird and it was fun. And yeah. Yeah. Anytime M. Night Shyamalan like, releases a movie, like I'm interested to see it. You know, like yeah. I, I enjoy his earlier work much more than I do his later work, but. I'm a fan. I'll always be there to see what he puts out new. He's really controversial. I'd say people fucking hate him or are in love with him. You know, he he doesn't have okay fans. But um, Batista was in it. You know, the wrestler Batista. Yeah. He played Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. He plays a very serious role. He's he's not a comedy. He's not the buff guy, but he's like a very serious role. And it's like really fun to watch him actually act instead of just be a powerhouse. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's gotten a lot of he's gotten a lot of good roles, dude. Ever since coming into Hollywood, like he's been in Dune, Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Yeah. Like, knock at the cabin. Like, he's gotten to a lot of big roles. I was like, good for him, man. Blade Runner 2049. Like, oh, you're right. Yeah. 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 He has done good. Yeah. Yeah. He's done pretty well for himself. I watched a movie last weekend called Unwelcome. It was, it's a fucking gremlin movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're in fucking um, Ireland and there's red caps and they're fucking like, Nice coming in there and eating people and shit it was so fun. <laughs> Fucking, re- but it, it came out this year and it's just like another one where you're like, it's a B movie, you know, it's budget, but you're like, this is fucking fun as hell. Yeah, super fun. And there's another one, uh, Hirosa the Bone Woman. It's, it's it's horror mixed into pregnancy. So, so in this movie, they're fucking showing how dark it can be to be a woman and go through these things. Yeah, and pregnancy and birth and emotions, and you're just like. I feel like 2023 for me was a hit. There was a lot of good movies, and I know a lot of them didn't make it to theaters, and they're kind of more underground. But yeah, hey, but that's what I love, dude, about like where we're at now with movies is you don't even have to be in a theater anymore to like be successful, you know. Uh-huh. And yeah. some of the best movies these days don't even go to theater anymore, you know. It's so, true. That's very true. Yeah, um, I'd say a runner-up for me, man, is Evil Dead Rise. It it was very close to being into my top five. It, I could have swapped it with Scream, but the only reason I put Scream in my top five versus Evil Dead is I hold Scream near and dear to my heart. Like, yeah, sure, I was born in the 80s, but I grew up in the 90s. So when Scream came out, Scream to me is what, you know, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees was for the kids who were born in the 70s and grew up with the 80s movies, you know? Yeah. So, like, I'm always going to be there for the next Scream movie. So it kind of edged out Evil Dead for me, and that's why it made my top five. But I did enjoy Evil Dead. I would say that I enjoyed the 2013 film more, you know? Yeah. Um, but this one was still a lot of fun and it's, it's evil dead, man. It always delivers. So absolutely agree. Completely. Yeah. That was a definite runner up for me. Another runner up. I don't know if you guys would consider this horror or like horror adjacent, but it's the menu. I thought that was a really fucking good movie. The menu is incredible. I love yeah. it. Yeah. You know, that's I another actually film. forgot all about that. That would have hit my runner up list. Yeah, for sure. Have you checked that one out yet? Raphael? I was questioning it, like I when I was looking at previews, I was like, ah, it doesn't. Check it's it out, cool. dude. My cup it's of tea, cool. but if if you fools like it, you might like fucking Exorcist Believer. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, the menu kind of has an art house vibe to it. It's, it's yeah. a little different, a little artsy in spots, but it's really cool, man. It's good, man. It it keeps you guessing. Like, yeah, it's it's it's. Trust me, it's not going to be what you think it is. Like when I first put it on, I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be some cannibal shit. That's not what it is, you know. So, yeah, just just check it out, man. I think it'll um, it'll go beyond your expectations, and like you get good performances. Dude. You get Ralph Fiennes, man, the fucking Red Dragon himself, dude. So, <laughs> you know what I mean. And it's you get Anya, yeah, you get the real deal, man. That guy, he's just he's such a fucking good actor, dude. He plays creepy so well. And then Anya Taylor Joy, Nicholas Holt, man, it's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Do you have a runner up, Raphael? Anything uh, that you saw that didn't make your list? Yeah, that... it it lives inside. Oh yeah, nice, That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can it say more than what you know Cliff already said? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that would be definitely a be a runner up for me. Give me more of that raptor monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a, yeah, in only complaint. Put him in a costume, please. Yeah. Pumping. For sure, dude. I hope we get another one, man. I I hope we get a sequel to that. I would like to see where that goes. Yeah, me too. You know. Yeah, me too. I want to see that jar. I'm gonna make my own jar. All right. That DMT jar. <laughs> take a whiff of this right yeah. somebody make that prop damn it 
so uh we've kind of wrapped up the the 2023 list and i just want to say i appreciate everyone listening in 2023 as well and I hope that they go out and watch some of these movies we've talked about. Like, like we were saying, there's a lot of new directors, a lot of new concepts, new ideas, and yeah, I think they're awesome to share. Uh, but yeah. what we should move over to is Cliff's got a list of listener que- uh, fuck questions from listeners. So yeah, let's let's kind of dig in and and see what our listeners are asking us. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I posted something on our on our socials, a little questionnaire and our stories, just to see if uh, anybody wanted to connect with us and had any questions. And I thought it'd be fun to do for the last episode of the year. So I just kind of picked out some ones that I thought would be fun to answer. So the first question comes from a follower of ours called Horror Show Pictures. He said, "What are some of your hidden gem horror films that have been released in the last year?" You want to take oh, this one on first, Ben? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, I actually know horror show pictures that his name's Adam um, and Keisha. They're, they're fucking awesome. I've worked with them before. They're independent filmmakers. They're actually working on their, they've done some short films. They're working on their first full length. Now I, I would advise anyone that's into um, punk rock, rock and roll horror, and just that atmosphere, go check them out. They're fucking awesome people. And they work with a lot of really good musicians as well film a lot of horror punk videos but um I like i said Un- unwelcome was an irish film about fucking red cap goblin or gremlins it was fucking fun uh yeah. Hirosa, the bone woman uh fucking incredible movie just this really dark lore about being pregnant and being you know kind of fucked up uh yeah. knock at the cabin i know that's not lower budget or smaller or independent but it, it was unnerving and it, it made me feel a little bit weird when i watched it so it stuck with me yeah um dark harvest was fucking so halloween feeling i just fell in love with it i i'll probably pick that one up in physical copy so those are those are ones for me that maybe didn't make it on the big screen that i i would recommend to horror fans nice what about you Raphael? i really was stumped by that question because i was like so focused on our show topic movies that i didn't really take much time to watch anything else other than the shit i always watch (laughs) yeah the dumb shit i always watch so if i had to put something on the list i would just say like this relatively new uh btk documentary on hulu the closest thing i can get to something as a hidden gem uh they put it together it's like you hear these stories a million times but like when somebody puts it in a way where it's like you it's memorable on on in that documentary it's like it it makes makes my list (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, when you say BTK, you mean the, the blind torture kill killer? Blind torture kill. Yep. Yeah. From Dennis Raider. Oklahoma or Kansas or somewhere out there. Yeah. 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 Cool. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's yeah. A- it's, on the, it's on the Hulu. Sweet. I'm going to have to check it out, dude. I like watching like true crime documentaries and dude, stuff. It's fucked up. Absolutely. Every time I watch and they put me to bed, like I'm so calm and peace. <laughs> like all my anxiety <laughs> just slips away because someone else is going through some shit, I guess. They yeah. seem to think. Like where people like are like people with ADHD or people that have anxiety and stuff when they watch these, yeah. it just calms them for some reason. It's so fucked up. And yeah, I'm B- those people. <laughs> the BTK killer for me too was he was a little bit heavier than the rest. You know, he didn't just show up somewhere and shoot someone and leave. Yeah, this is a big plan. Fucking he was kidnapping. What scared the and- shit out of me about that fucking guy? He worked for the uh, alarm system company. So yeah. he knew what lines to cut, telephone lines, and what, you know, he's scoping out his victim's house while he's putting their 
ADT together or whatever the fuck it is, you know? I'm like, yeah. that's terrifying. It's your Cox cable guy, you know? Yeah. And then they're saying, I'm going to fucking do some shit. Like, that's terrifying. Scary as hell. And he was like, you know, the he looked like like the rest, like some of them that are really good at being incognito, like family guy, you know? He looks like Walter White, basically. <laughs> the last person you would expect. Yeah. Exactly. Wild. Yeah. Wild. I'm gonna have to check that out, man. I, I like watching those documentaries. I really enjoyed the Night Stalker one that Netflix did. Uh, it's so good. I watched it three times and I thought that was it was that good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I still need to get around to watching. I think it's called the Ted Bundy tapes. I haven't watched that one yet. I like yeah. them. It was pretty good. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Um much like you, Raphael. I mean, like I didn't struggle to get a top five, but it was kind of difficult for me to think of five movies that I could really put in my top five for the year. So to think of like a hidden horror gem that I haven't already mentioned, such as like the menu, I'd probably have to go with a film that wasn't technically released in this last year, but I was doom scrolling through, I think it was like Amazon prime. And I came across a movie that was released. I want to say in 2013 or so it was called the black death. Have either of you seen that? No, No, sure. Haven't. It was pretty good. It was, uh, it had, it has Michael Bean in it. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could already assume what happens to him in the film. <laughs> Same thing that happens to him in every film he's in, but uh, it takes place in medieval times and there's a plague that's going around and these guys are um, sent out to go to these different villages and kill witches that they believe are spreading this plague back in medieval times. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty, it did. It, it caught me by, surprise man i was just like hey you know what this sounds interesting i like period pieces i like michael bean as an actor i was like so i'm gonna check this out and i was pleasantly surprised man it's a good film and uh and... yeah the, the ending of the film just is like oh shit dude are you fucking serious it has a really yeah. good twist so i recommend checking All it right. out it's gonna yeah. be some it... M. night Shyamalan shit <laughs> Welcome to 2020 that. bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's it more a prime I, yeah i want to say i watched it on amazon prime dude okay. but it, it might be like on Tubi as well or some shit, but okay, cool. But yeah, dude, check it out. I, th- I think you would, I think you would dig it, dude. Like I like medieval shit. I like period pieces. I like fucking witches. And so it was yeah. like right up my alley, man. I thought it was really good. And like, like I said, it's got a pretty good ending. It's just like the twist is more of a gut punch, like more of a, like, a, Oh fuck. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <Appreciate laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. 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 But check it out. All right. So we got another question here. This comes from doom doer. And um, I actually know him. His name is Sean Stark. He's a good friend of mine. Um, he lives in SoCal as well, and he works. Uh, he works in the industry. I don't want to get his job title wrong. I just know that he he works in lighting. So he's done different TV shows, music videos, movies, and things like that. Um, so he asks, "What do you th- who? I'm sorry, who do you think is the greatest FX FX F FX? Holy fuck!" <laughs> FX makeup artists of the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Special effects makeup artist. Who wants to take a crack at it? Uh, you go for it, Raphael. I think we're all probably going to see Tom Savini. Oh. Tom Savini. Okay. Okay. I, I'm i going to go fucking Tom Savini or Rick Baker. I, I have a really special spot for Rick Baker because the way he carries himself and who he is. I guess fucking Savini's like that too. They, they seem like really special people, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you say 80s, you know, you got like K and B, which is fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, but then it's like Rick Baker. I, I feel like it, when you say 80s, it's 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 endless. You know, there's so many. Oh, but... it's so many. 
Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rick Baker, and the only reason why is because I follow him on Instagram, and he's retired from the industry, but he does something I love. He dresses his daughters up every year for Halloween, and yeah. my girlfriend actually showed me this. I had no idea. She's like, "Do you follow Rick Baker?" And I was like, "No." And she's like, "Oh my god!" So four or five years ago, she was showing me this, and he dresses his daughters up and his whole family, and they do these portraits together. Yeah. And I was like, "This guy fucking loves what he does." So for me, I'm just gonna say Rick Baker. Uh, just because I love his Instagram. He does a lot of like the gothic kind of classic horror monsters as well. It's not always just gore. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Rick Baker, but I love nice. Savini. I love candy. I'm all over it. Well, I, yeah. I, even though like this one isn't probably the film isn't seventies or eighties, but like, I love what Savini did with land of the dead and John, yeah. John Lanzamo's in that and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking I don't know why that one I think I really enjoy it because I think I had one of my like for sure encounters with like ghosts and shit while watching that film like weird shit happened to me while watching that so yeah that brings those two reality and fantasy together I'm like wow okay but I mean you know who doesn't like zombies and have you seen the Tom Savini documentary I think it was called Smoke Mirror. Yep, I don't think. I, yeah, you should good. watch it. His history. Someone go to his house though on YouTube. That was kind of cool. Uh, oh, is it? His oh yeah, I've seen that. School. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. yeah, you should watch the documentary. It talks about why he's so good at special effects, and it's really disturbing. Yeah, ah! being a, being a photographer in the Vietnam War. Yep. Uh, yeah. He, he he was reporting on you know dead bodies and butchered limbs. Like. So yeah. He, he understands it from a really personal spot. Cliff, what? Who, 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 where are you going with this? Well, uh, I love Tom Savini and I love Rick Baker. So to keep it interesting, I was going back and forth with who I really wanted to say is like who I th- my favorite is. I'm not going to say he's the best, uh, but I would just say one of my personal favorite special effects makeup artists is Rob Bottin. So Rob, Rob Bottin worked on movies like The Howling or The Thing. Right. So, um, you know, I was going to go with Rick Baker because, you know, I love his work throughout the decades and American werewolf in London is one of my favorite werewolf transformations of all time. Of course. Um, Better than Michael Jackson. (laughs) He also did that one. Yeah, he did. But is it better? Uh, (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're on par with each other. I'll say that. But uh, Rick Baker did them both. Yeah, he did them both. And, and like Raphael said, I mean, like with Tom Savini, I mean, fucking legend, dude. I mean, like it doesn't get better when it, to kills and slasher films yeah so but robo team man i feel like that you know he was the protege of rick baker you know and uh he kind of went out and did his own thing broke off in the 80s and you know the howling the werewolf transformation of that film i feel like is just as good as the one in america werewolf in london i wouldn't say it's better but i mean it's right there you know and uh it's such a creepy scene and it just looks so disturbing and um and what he did with the thing i mean the thing is mind-blowing the thing is just yeah, it's absolutely freaking mind melting what he did with that movie with special effects. It's probably the best body horror movie I can think of. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know Rob Bottin, I mean, he's such a legend, and but he's one of those guys who got out of the industry, man, and he doesn't really have anything to do with it anymore, and nobody could really even get in contact with him. He's turned down right. interviews. He's turned down being in documentaries. He's just kind of he's done with Hollywood. But hey, man, he left a, a lasting impression and a legacy. So yeah, absolutely. Rob Botin for me. All right, so let's see what else we got here. So we have, I believe, her name is either Lori or L'Oreal. Renee asks, 
Will Raphael ever go back to his natural hair color? <laughs> These are questions we need answers to, Raphael. <laughs> I haven't had a job in two years. Damn the man. I ain't, I ain't going back to normal hair color if I, if I don't feel like it. Cheers to that. The green hair? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it still green? Got to die tomorrow. Got a show coming up. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Is it permanent? Do you permanently dye it every time you do that? Well, no, the, the color is like semi-permanent, so it washes out, and then I got to color again. Otherwise, it looks like trash. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. And actually, Cliff, I don't know if you ever dyed your hair. It washes out pretty quick. You got to keep up with it. Yeah. I mean, if you're I'm... clean. It washes out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. So, like, before I let my hair grow out again, because last, like, after, like, four years, I ended up cutting all my hair off last year, August. Oh yeah, Brittany. Yeah, I I fuck I it was ah. instant instant fucking regret, dude. I, yeah, I did the whole Britney thing. Like, I, I, I fucking yeah, so if you go follow my Instagram, it doesn't look like me. I had longer hair. Shh, shh, <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> so, I was like, I don't care, bro. You're still yeah. cool. I was like, you might go on there and be like, who the fuck is this guy? That's not the guy I met. <laughs> I didn't know what you looked like. You had a fucking costume. Oh, that's true. But yeah, that was the last time I dyed my hair that, well, I got it, I guess you would say like bleached. I don't know. I did the fucking Aquaman thing. So <laughs> that was the last time I had any color in my hair. What did you do? You cut it short like a barber haircut and dyed it blonde? No, 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 no. But when I had my, when my hair was still long, I did like the Aquaman fucking hair, yeah, like highlight. bleach. Oh. Like the highlights at the bottom that faded in. Yeah. It's called the balayage, gentlemen. The oh, okay. Mr. Fancy I'm drinking his Zinfandel. Zinfandel. <laughs> you don't know uh, what your hair treatment's called? <laughs> it's a balayage. Right. But yeah, I think I'm done with the hair dye, at least for now. I was thinking about dyeing it black, honestly. Typo negative will help you with that. Right. So the next question comes from, from uh, our buddy Skogi. <laughs> He says, uh, what did you guys think of the Candyman soft reboot? And do you guys keep up with the Chucky TV series? I'll jump in on this Candyman reboot. I fucking loved it. I love that they were taking it to a political place because, you know, the first ones in the projects, the original. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was it's blasphemy to say it, but it was as good as the original to me. I mean, wow. I was never a huge Candyman fan. I really liked the politics behind it and the direction, but I Blasphemy. thought the new Candyman was... <laughs> I really liked it. I went to the theater and I saw it and I was like, damn, dude, that was a really good movie. So um, I loved Candyman and I keep up with the Child's Play TV show Chucky-ish. I haven't seen season, was it three now? But yeah. Yeah, I've seen part one and two. Sweet. I liked it. Um, I thought it was very artsy. Mm -hmm. It, it, you know, it's it's just modernized pretty much. Yeah, Yeah. which I thought was kind of cool. I did like the little backstory of creepy motherfucker in the walls and shit. Yeah, yeah, and out candy and stuff like that. But like for me, I don't know. Like I always want more of that story of the Candyman. Like I want the whole. I want an hour and thirty minutes of him becoming Candyman. Yeah. But you know, I liked it enough. And as far as it goes, as as uh, I'm gonna do what Ben does. That's the reset button. <laughs> Wait, clap. <laughs> Edit that part Chucky, out. <laughs> when it comes to Chucky, 
I I think I watched I watched the first season for sure. But to be honest, I don't even know if I watched the second season or what's out right now. Is there two or three seasons out? I think it's on the third one. Yeah, they're on three. Okay, so I'm way behind. The last thing I saw, he was cloning himself. So I think that was the end of one, wasn't it? It might have been. Uh, I never got that far into the series. I'm not in a rush to go watch it. I thought it was interesting enough during that time when it came out. Like, we binged it, and I was like, cool. But I haven't, like, running back to, you know, Peacock to watch it right now. But I want... It's there for me, you know? Yeah. I, I... I feel like they they kind of did with Chucky what they did with the uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead is they yeah. are trying to cram so much fucking idea and concept into something that was never built to be that. Yeah. So it yeah. can be hard to follow. Like Ash versus Evil Dead, I love the first season, and after that, you're kind of yeah. like, where the fuck is this going? Yeah. Like, you know, and and Chucky's kind of like the same way. It's like okay, like yeah. it's it's fun, you know, to have a beer and laugh, but it's. So maybe it would have worked better as like a ten episode miniseries versus like an ongoing series yeah i mean it's a cash cow right yeah but I'll, like, yeah. I'll watch anything with jennifer in it whatever i don't care yeah. what it is. there you go <laughs> yeah, she, she's in it more in the later seasons too mm-hmm. like that they brought back the <laughs> fucking original andy and the original stepsister i forget yeah that's cool they brought everyone back when you when you start watching it they, all the ogs are in it it's pretty cool that's cool i think that's great that's what does it for me to keep continue watching something when when they do things like that and they're able to do it or the actors are alive or they're like down to do it i love it yeah yeah hell yeah what about you cliff uh the Candyman reboot i enjoyed it man i thought it was pretty good like you said i like how they modernized it and kind of fit it into what's going on politically in, in the in the world today and yeah. uh you know which makes sense for that kind of movie you know like how else do you reboot it you know you that, that that's probably the best direction to take it um the original film for me is one of my favorite films of the 90s so oh, it's crazy. yeah yeah so it's very very hard for for a reboot or remake to you know top that for me it's one of my favorite clive barker adaptions in general so right. it's like it's right there next to hellraiser for me like two of my favorite adaptions of clive barker i mean but um uh, like um uh so in the original Candyman, um it's it's got this really like romantic vibe you know he's yeah i feel like i didn't get that feeling out of the remake there was that be my victim exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i didn't i didn't get that and i was kind of wanting that but yeah but yeah it was pretty good man and um his name escapes me at the moment but the the main actor from that film he was dr manhattan in the watchman series he's black manta and aquaman i can't remember his name off the top of my head but um I, anyways i thought he did a really good job playing the role and like seeing his transformation into the new urban legend that is that is Candyman. i thought was pretty cool pretty clever idea and getting to yeah. see that little cameo um, with the original Candyman at the end of the film, I thought was cool too. So, oh, it was Tony Todd. Yeah, yeah Tony Todd. Yeah, yeah, that was really. It was done well too. He's kind of like floating, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, exactly. It was pretty cool. I, I, I really liked it, man. And the art that that the you know he's an artist in the TV or in the film, and when, when it shows his art and stuff, it's like really cool and nerving. And I'm like, "This is yeah, it's, it's cool, man. They did a good job." Yeah, no, they did. The kills were pretty cool too. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, as far as the Chucky TV series, I watched the first like maybe like three or four episodes and just kind of fell off. Not because I wasn't enjoying it, I just got sidetracked. You know how that is, dude. You start watching something, you get sidetracked, and then you kind of forget about it. Um, I do have Peacock, so eventually I'll get back to that show. But from what I saw, I thought it was I thought it was fun. But like you, Ben, I think that's one of those 
IPs that would probably work better as a mini series versus an ongoing series. Yeah. Yeah. So well, when when something makes money, they don't let it go. You know. Right. Like, and and to be honest with you, as a, as a fan of it too, it's like I like Chucky. I want to see Chucky. You know, it's yeah. I I have a really hard time with remakes because it's like everything's remade and everything's been re released, and I'm I, like I'm a huge Beetlejuice fan. You know, and the second one's coming and party. You was like no leave it alone it's it's like one of the best movies ever made don't you dare fuck with beetlejuice but at the same time you're like i love that character and i want to know more about it yeah so it's, i get stuck and i try to not one one thing i find when i talk film with people is a lot of people are snobby and they hate everything and i'm i'm i don't want to be like that i want to enjoy it and i want to have fun with it so give it a chance right exactly well, i mean it, especially speaking of horror and genre we, we we're such a small part of the film industry you know so it's like yeah i, I want to enjoy it you know mm. so. right but horrors has such a big resurgence you know like over the past like five to ten years and that makes me happy man you know i feel like it's 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 up there again it's like it's popular again all right so our last question of the evening guys oh, comes boy. from <laughs> comes from cinnamon girl aka my wife <laughs> that's, a, that's a typo negative reference there <laughs> it sure is um she asks how has horror influenced your music so this question is directed at both of you gentlemen well for me tremendously because um when you when you watch a movie and you listen to the music that they write to it it goes hand in hand you can't you know have a great script but not a great fucking score like, in my opinion, like, if you have a shitty score, it might, like, affect the way the person feels when they're watching it. So when I write music, especially when it comes to, like, my band being horror-influenced, I like to write, like, in the sense of making the listener visualize the movie that I wrote in music in their head. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's my biggest point of uh, how it connects together. And has... Yeah. Has horror also influenced the uh, the theatrical side of Dead Rise? One hundred and ten percent. Like I've always wanted to be. I I guess deep down, my little punk rock snotty nose, stinky fucking leather jacket kid was a drama kid deep down inside. Yeah, <laughs> but I always got along with the drama kids. It was like, hey, I feel you. Like that's that's awesome. Like it's high school, so delicate to have the yeah. ball sit there and be on a play and act or whatever. That's, yeah. that's that's big balls that takes a lot of guts so yeah. i always appreciated those kids and stuff like that so bringing bringing being able to um express that side of me mm -hmm. it's uh, you know like ben said a couple episodes back like oh this is why i do this this is fun <laughs> this yeah is, i get to be a character or whatever i get to be in my own movie for 30 minutes <laughs> on right yeah oh so, yeah i love it like the greats Everything from the greats like freaking Alice Cooper, you know, Rob Zombie, all, so all, all those things, all the, everything that they do, they bring a horror movie to life on stage for their show. And right. And I love that. You know, yeah. like every song, I kind of have like different tricks I pull out of my hat for the song, you know, to kind of yeah. put them in that song. Right. Yeah. Super. It's horror, horror and music, one in the same. Especially rock and metal, yeah, right. So can't get away from it. It's it's something that's it's true. I needed 
and and, and it actually influenced me to put a lot more um orchestral into my music yeah listening to movie scores like i i download a bunch of me like everything's uh, 80s 90s horror movie scores and i just listen to them because i want to write songs that are like like movies you know mini movies yeah so that's that's the big thing for me the connection well, you're doing a good job at it my friend oh thanks guys you're doing it <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. It definitely takes a village though, you know, with everybody cuz Oh, know, for sure. You work within a band. It's like I never would have never thought of that, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm stuck on I'm the hook guy, you know. I want to leave everybody with that hook that they remember like the fucking Michael Myers fucking Halloween song. Like I want them to walk away and be able to recite it in their head. And Right. Yeah. Well, it's fun too when you play live and your fans know the song and how it goes and they sing it with you and yeah, feeling, man. especially feeling I mean, like I mean, you know, you talk about Carpenter. Like, I'm sure he's sick of hearing it. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you wrote it, bro. We love it. All right, <laughs> and it and it stands <laughs> oh, wow. the test of time. That's what I mean. Like, that's where the horror influence comes into my music. Like, I want to write little. I guess you could say little jingles in the songs that like stand the test of time and things like that. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Well, how has horror influenced your uh, music, Ben? Well, I, it's kind of funny because when I when I think about it, I don't think I know any music outside of that. So I actually was trying to figure out how many bands or projects I've been in since since I've been doing this, you know, live music about twenty twenty two years. You know, I did bands before I actually played live, like punk rock bands as a kid, where we're recording cassette tapes and we. You know, before I actually played real shows, we played parties and stuff. But um, when I think about it, even when I think about like punk rock bands or even the band that um, me and Raphael played in together, it always had a darker side. It wasn't necessarily a horror movie, but but it was it was it was a dark side of life, you know. And yeah. I've never actually been in a band that didn't have a dark side, so I don't know anything different, I guess. Yeah. Um. It. it the lyrics aren't necessarily like horror movies, but you know, even if they break into politics, it's something dark, like nuclear fucking yeah. waste is coming and the Holocaust and all these like issues, you know. But then I've also played in straight up horror punk bands, you know, where we sing about horror movies. Can so, they tell you a story? Yeah. So it's for me, I, I honestly don't really know anything else. I've I've only ever played dark music, and honestly, it's I don't really have a desire to run out and you know write a a pop song about this or that you know and and i just yeah you know there's there's a song that comes on the radio it's like i'm happy i'm happy today and it fucking bothers me and i'm like, Fuck. <laughs> like it, it, but the motherfucker should I be am. thinking about chicken wings uh, yeah i'm like oh yeah <laughs> Raphael's done something outside but but everything i do is just like a darker atmosphere you know when i'm writing yeah. in scales and 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 we won't break into that, but you know, I'm, I'm just playing darker riffs. I'm using darker tones. I'm telling darker stories in my lyrics. Everything, whether yeah. it's horror or not. Like I said, I've played the straight horror stuff, and I've done like that. But every everything is it's intertwined. Kind of based. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know any difference. Like Raphael said, you know, you have these your greats like Alice Cooper and stuff, and it's like, yeah, inspiring. I would say that's mm -hmm. that's what lifts me the highest we just talked about beetlejuice and that's why i love him so much is like 
you know, he's only in the movie for like 17 minutes, but everybody fucking falls in love with this character and they don't forget. Yeah. It, you know? And it's like, yeah. Know. Yeah. It's funny. You guys mentioned got like, you know, rock stars like Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie. Cause I always felt like for myself, I've always gravitated towards those types of artists like Rob Zombie, right. Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, Slipknot, Mudvayne, like bands that are very theatrical, bands that are very horror influenced, you know, and I don't know what it is, like why horror and, you know, metal or horror and punk go hand in hand, but it really does, you know, and I feel like if you are like, you know, a fan of that kind of music, you're probably a horror fan. And if you are a horror fan, you're probably a fan of that type of music. I don't know what it is or why it lines up and, and just goes together like peanut butter and jelly, but it does. I, I, I think, think it's, it's because it's an underground thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Underdog, like horror genre is an underdog kind of genre, I think. Yeah. So it's like punk and rock still, you know, so it's like it makes sense that they go together. Yeah. Well, it's funny when you go to the horror convention and I would say 90% of people are like metalheads, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. They're not there. They're at a Cannibal Corpse show, and you're like, it's you know, Cannibal Corpse's audio to what a slasher movie is, you know. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense, man. But on that note, I think that's gonna bring us to the end of our episode, gentlemen. And we won't talk again until next year, January. Yeah. So in the meantime, thank you everybody for listening so far this year and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Be safe, be merry, be spooky. Drink a lot of cider. Yep. Get drunk and fight your family at your Christmas party. Yep. (laughs) Throw your Santa hat in the fire. (laughs) All right. Throw that elf in a shelf in the fire. (laughs) Hope you guys get a lot of elf poop this year. All right. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate you all. And for Raphael, Ben, and myself, this is Tales from the Casket saying, stay spooky. Cheers, you fiends. Have a good new year. Ah!